0: Precious Father, I want to say thank you. You're holy and you are righteous. Be glorified in this place. Thank you in Jesus name. Amen. I want us to turn our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 now the lord is that spirit now look at verse 16 nevertheless when it shall turn or when one tends to the lord the veil shall be taken away second Corinthians is talking about the glory of the old testament and the glory of the new testament god's testament or covenant that he made with the Israelites, the fallen man, but the sons of Abraham, according to the flesh, to prefigure or foreshadow what he would do with the church, but because it was his program with a fallen man who had the nature of the devil, how far can God go with the devil? So it was just a covenant to service sin and the devil. It was a vicious circle of sin and death. It was based on the flesh. It was based on the will of man. It was based, it has at its root sin and death. But because God showed up, there was so much glory in the ministration of death that the man who was mediating that covenant or carrying that testament, his face shone like the sun that they couldn't even look at his face. And the Bible says, which glory was to be done away? Which glory was just temporal? Then he said that if the ministration of death, written and engraven in stones, was so glorious that the people could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was done away, because it faded with time. How shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? If the ministration of condemnation was glory, much more the ministration of righteousness. Now, he talked about this, the glory of the Old Testament, the glory of the New Testament, which is God's dealing with people and God's dealing with us, his children, because the New Testament was God's covenant with his son, and we are just part of his body, so we're part of it. Then he gets to verse 16, but before then he said, until now, unto this present day, when Moses is read, when the Old Testament is read, there's a veil upon the heart of the people. So they are not able to see the true glory of God's word or of God. There's a veil. Now you know that the veil, the veil divided the temple from the holy place and the holiest of all or the holiest of holies. Now, the veil was what separated the glory and the very presence of God from the people. There was a thick veil, several inches thick, thick veil that separated the people from the presence of God because the way into the holiest was not yet made perfect. But when Jesus The high priest, the scapegoat and the sin goat was sacrificed. The veil, the day Jesus was crucified, the veil tore. What was the veil? The flesh. The flesh is what separated from the spirit. That is why God even gave the Israelites circumcision in the first place. Cut away the flesh. That's why Paul said we are the circumcision. who worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus. have no confidence in the flesh. The flesh is torn off. So he said, up to now when people read the Old Testament, the Israelites, they don't really see the real glory. They just still see all the carnal ordinances and the shadows. He says, till now, there is a veil and taken away. There's a veil that is on their heart. Nevertheless, when one shall tend to the Lord, when you tend to who, when you turn to who, who is that? Jesus, when you tend to the Lord, right? what happens? The veil is taken away. When you tend to the Lord, the veil is what taken away, right? When you get born again, you're crucified with Christ. The flesh is crucified and buried, right? So the flesh is taken. When you turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken. Correct? When you turn to who? Jesus. When you turn to the Lord, the veil is taken. Only for God to say in the next verse that the Lord that he's talking about is the Holy Spirit. Now, the Lord is that spirit. I know you know about Jesus as Lord. But now, we should be talking about the Holy Spirit as Lord. You see, people always miss it. I mean, now, the Lord is that spirit. Right now, the Lord is the Holy Spirit. Say, now the Lord is that spirit. Why? Because where the spirit of the Lord is, to understand it, where the spirit is Lord, all the inhibitions and limitations of the flesh of the fallen man are removed. What's the meaning of that? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. What's the meaning of that? You come to church, uh, typically Assemblies of God church, and then you finish Sunday school and go into the main service, and they say, you finish Sunday school summary, what you learn, and then we are coming to the main service after Sunday school, and then let's say, we are together again. They say, shake everybody, because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Be free, be free and be moving about. That's not what he's saying. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. To understand it, you have to go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 18. In fact, you can read verse 16 and verse 18. This I say that walk in the spirit and shall not fulfill the last of the flesh. When you walk in the spirit, you don't fulfill the last of the flesh. Why? Because the law of the spirit of life has made me free from the law of sin and death the Holy Spirit automatically makes you free from the, law, the vicious circle of sin and death. And when you walk in the Spirit, you don't fulfill the last of the flesh. But verse 18 actually nails it. Verse 18 says, if you are led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. Which law? Every law. Because the law of the Spirit is the highest law. So you are not subject to any law. But notably, the law of sin and death. So he's saying that where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Because where the spirit of the Lord is operating, you are not under the Lord. But you see, he said, if ye are led by the spirit, how are you led by the spirit? When the spirit is your Lord. So the meaning of where the spirit of the Lord is, the meaning of it is, when you allow the spirit to lead you, that is when your spirit is your Lord Now They call the Holy Spirit here The Lord And they call him the spirit of the Lord The spirit of Lordship Ruach Adonai You need to understand that The Holy Spirit has different names Depending on the specific purpose of God Here he is called the spirit of Lordship He say he is the Lord Lord Look, God is saying that if you have to call anybody Lord, it should be the Holy Spirit. Because he must be in charge. Lord means mastery. So, when the Spirit of the Lord is, when the Holy Spirit is in charge, that's liberty. All the laws are removed. The laws of health. So, somebody's surprised why you don't have the diabetes. You can't have it. Meanwhile, mosquitoes bite me, they die. No, it's true. Mosquito can never give me malaria. It's just impossible. But that same malaria can kill. I think it used to be the number one killer in Ghana. I don't know if it still is. Or accident. Which is number one now. We will clear all in the name of Jesus. So, how do you explain that? Malaria Parasites Can kill And the doctor can explain that But the same mosquito now bites you Right It bites you And You are operating by a higher law Now the Lord is that spirit See The Holy Spirit must be Lord everywhere every time Let me just say this, whisper this. Let me whisper this. God wants me, God wants us to talk about the Holy Spirit and teach about the Holy Spirit and talk about the Holy Spirit well because that is actually the missing link. That's the problem now. That's why he said, here now, the Lord is that spirit. I will never forget that day the Lord said to me, Introduce Vice President Alu Muhammad to the Holy Ghost.
1: As a Lord,
0: that man is a Muslim. Now, how you preach Christ. You don't preach the Holy Ghost. You preach Christ. How on earth will you tell me to introduce the Holy Spirit to a Muslim? Only for me to hear later that the man reads the Bible always. What he needed was the Holy Ghost to open his eyes to take the veil away, he doesn't In another sermon. The man has been reading the Bible, but he said, When you turn to the Lord, the veil is, remo- is removed. And he said, The Lord is that spirit. And I said, Now the Lord is that spirit. God wants the Holy Spirit to be the Lord everywhere. Let me say something to you you see, you are a Christian, but the Holy Spirit is not Lord at your workplace, that's the problem. He's not Lord in your marriage. That's the problem. He is not Lord in your finance. That's the problem. But where he is Lord, Master, there's liberty. And I said the highest form of liberty is not the absence of restrictions as such. External restrictions. It is your manifestation you have divine capacity and capabilities but you have all this potential trapped looking for expression the whole creation is waiting for the manifestation of the Son of God our true liberty is our manifestation but it happens when the Holy Spirit is Lord that's why you walk in your capacity as the Son of God but when the Holy Spirit is not Lord, Lord see that there is even no medium or room for that kind of expression Because the manifestation of the spirit is actually the manifestation of our divine capabilities. So this is this verse. Now look at the next verse. But we all with open face, open face, unveiled face, okay, unveiled face. We all with unveiled face, beholding us in a glass. Glass, when King James says glass, he's talking about mirror. We are with unveiled face. Do we understand that in English? We are now the veil has been taken off. So, okay, now we can look. We are beholding, as in a mirror. When a believer is looking into the glory, there is a mirror effect. What you are seeing, that's what you reflect. I had a meeting with somebody today and I said all our conversations since I met her has been around he feels there is a, a spirit of retrogression something that is making things not work for him And I said that as long as you keep seeing that and I was explaining to him that Abraham was an idol worshiper he said Did he didn't know that I said yes His father, Terah, was actually a dealer in idols. But when God called Abraham by faith, we didn't hear of generational curses. I'm not saying it doesn't exist though. But I'm saying that for a man of faith, we didn't hear it. My past is gone. The curse in my family stops at me. Bam! It, it, It stops. We all with unveiled face Beholding us in the mirror Of the glory of the Lord Are being transformed Into that same image From glory to glory Just as by the spirit of the law <laughs> Just as by the spirit of the law This is what the Holy Spirit Has been doing all the while This is what he's about Glory This is what he does
1: This is
0: the same Honey can I say something to you clearly here The ultimate purpose Of the Holy Spirit Is glory Because he is the last Revelation of the Godhead You see the Godhead God the Father God the Son and God He is the last Even Jesus there are some things I want to tell you But I can't get it But the man whose speciality is fenerosis, exhibition, display, demonstration, manifestation, revelation, when he comes, there's no mystery again. He's bringing everything out. Hallelujah. Now, what I consider. The most important thing. And blessed are your ears. What I consider the most important thing. Alexander. What I consider. Pastor Edward. What I consider the most important thing. The most important thing. Is what I'm about to tell you. The leadings of the Holy Spirit. If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Honey, the devil shuts up. Man will shut up. Creation will shut up. It's the highest law, lad. It's the ultimate. When you are led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. What well, the Spirit of the Lord is says liberty, no restrictions. See, when the Holy Spirit is in charge, nothing else is in charge. If you allow the Holy Ghost to take over your body, you will never remember sickness for the rest of your life. Mm. They say Jesus was telling Rick Joyner that there was no way Enoch could have died. Because Enoch had too much life. Many of us know that Jesus is our life. But only few know that the spirit is life. Because even the life of Jesus is the spirit. Though Jesus has in himself the ability to give life to all men. Bible says, as the father has in himself the ability to give life. He has also given the son. the same ability to give life to men, that men will honor the Son as they honor the Father. That is what the Son also did to the Holy Spirit. Now, let me say this to you. God's gift to you was Jesus. And then Jesus and God the Father gave you the Holy Ghost. Now, I don't know where you are in life now, but this is where I am. And I trust that where I am is where we are. And that is what the Lord is saying. Let me show you something. Right now prophet, what is the Lord saying? What am I supposed to do? That's what I'm telling you now. The leadings of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to show you in a moment what to do. Now listen. Luke chapter 4. The Bible says as many as are led by the Spirit of God they are there. You see he's talking about estate What he said is, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the heels of God. They are the pupils of God. Pupil. You are the one that God is teaching. It's a state. Being led by the Spirit is not just an event. It's a state where you are a pupil. Tutored by the Holy Ghost. Because it's not a one-time thing. That is why the spirit must be Lord. That's why he must be your master. Then you are the pupil. The word sons of God there is heos. And one of the meaning of heos is pupil. You see, you need to be so surrendered and so yielded to the spirit. That he runs your life. That is the number one secret of success. I'll show you some few things. Look for. Isn't it not interesting that what the Holy Ghost put in Matthew 4, he put in look for. And I'm going to show you something more serious. And Jesus, full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness being 40 days tempted of the devil we can just stop there jesus being full of the holy ghost returned from jordan and he was led by the spirit I went to preach in Obuasi last two weeks to one of the greatest youth movements in the country. And that evening, when I finished preaching and they were reading announcements, they said, okay, so we're going to do Holy Ghost baptism for people tomorrow. So anybody who wants the Holy Ghost baptism. And I'm like, oh God, who does this nowadays? We have veered. You go to church now and there's a champion, a prophet who is coming to display. Prophet, go deeper. Go deeper. Ditto. Forensic. Go deeper. We're sitting down and somebody is coming to display and entertain us. He's our hero. He's the only person who has the anointing. In fact, he has all of us, our destinies in his mouth. And he will release you when he wants to release you and hold you back when he wants to hold you back. Confusing you with all mysteries when we don't need them. In the New Testament, what is called mystery is a previous hidden truth. Strange things. That doesn't have any New Testament substance. Meanwhile, in the New Testament, when somebody gets born again, you read about the baptism of the Holy Ghost because it is an essential. It's as important as the new birth itself. The New Testament whole pattern and blueprint for Christian living is you are born of the Spirit, filled with the Spirit, led by the Spirit, bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit, ever. Nothing more, nothing less. Now we've made it all thing one Right now, when you're even a Christian cry. You can't see the head and tail. There's even no structure. You to just day like 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 inside, day inside, day inside with dance. Jesus was full of the Holy Ghost, be filled with the Holy Spirit, and He was led. In fact, Two benefits, I always say. Two main reasons for infilling. Number one, when you are filled with the Holy Ghost, all your faculties, your supernatural faculties, all your engines, eight engines are firing. You have the Holy Ghost, but when you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, faith is not full. Anointing is not full. So the gifts of the Spirit are there, but they are not manifesting. Your faith level is low. Your courage level is low. Your confidence level is low. Your wisdom level is low. Everything is low. But when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, all your eight engines are firing. Your wisdom is at optimum understanding, light, revelation, knowledge, power, faith. That's the first reason for the infilling. The second reason, or the second reason for the infilling is so you'll be driven, literally controlled. Moved. Moved. Jesus returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Now, for what? King party. This thing we are doing, somebody is also there praying, lead us into temptation. Deliver us from evil. For that is the kingdom forever and the devil will just slap you. He was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Listen. What kind of man is this that even his temptation was scheduled by the Holy Ghost? Now, if you have a life where even your temptation is scheduled by the Holy Ghost, show me how you fail. I'm not talking about your successes, oh! So I mean your temptation. The Holy Ghost schedules it. He said, "Devil, this is the man. Whatever I want to do, do it. Let's see." But because the Holy Spirit has been relegated to the background, we go into the temptation all by ourselves. And we know we are vulnerable. And then we complain. Why is life like this? Because we are not even sure of what is happening. Now, the mind is supposed to be leading us. Now we are on our own. Honey, don't you see that life is getting harder? So without the Holy Ghost, life will be hard. That's why everybody wants to be an MP now. So that at least you won't have to buy the V8 and you have to buy the fuel. Do you know the price of a V8, brand new V8? Even a saloon car, brand new saloon car, how many people can afford it? Even the loan they will give you at bank, maybe to be for a used car. Whatever the temptation may be, if you are full of the Holy Ghost, honey, you don't have to worry about the temptation. You know, sometimes you are going to marry and you are afraid. You want to go to school, you are afraid. You are traveling overseas and you are afraid. Let the Holy Spirit take over now being 40 days tempted of the devil and in those days he did eat nothing why because he was fasting right and when they were ended he was what and then he, afterward, did what? Hungered. Gloria, there's hope for us. We know what to do exactly now. Dora, there's hope for us. You see, the race is not to the swift. Don't worry about the speed, worry about what the Holy Ghost is involved. Because why will the Holy Ghost bring Jesus backward to go and be doing all these temptations and things? Do you know that this story ended by he returned in the power? He went in field, but he returned with power, say power, power. and Jesus returned in the power of the spirit. And there went out the fame of him through all the region run about. Once is the Holy Ghost that is taking you through that situation, you will come up with power and glory. Jesus, 12 years old, entered into the temple and started asking questions. So why is this? Why is this? This? Then the professors were, ah, we never talked about it, though. Jesus asking questions. Jesus was not teaching them. He was just asking questions. And listening to them. And they were trying to answer it themselves. Because they never interrogated. Oh. Those things, they never examined them. They never divided them. They never descended them. And Jesus had so much understanding that Jesus actually was coming back home and then the parents said why did you do this to us we've been worried why do you have to be worried about me don't you know I got to be about my father's business I'm sure he was like ah, what did this guy say the man was fully aware of his life assignment at the age of 12 but Restrained, humbled himself, want to submit himself to people he's wiser than, humbled himself to be baptized by a man he was purer than, because the Holy Ghost said, "It's not your time." Everybody was going to the temple. His brother said, There's no prophet who wants to be no, no, you are not on. He said, Well, as for you, every time is your time. My time has not yet come. How many of you with the abilities and the anointings and the grace and the wisdom and the potential Jesus had would be humble enough and wait for 30 solid years. And the people you are better than. Who in this room here who can prophesy better than me, more anointed than me, have gifts more than me, will still remain under me. John the Baptist didn't take Jesus in the new union. He learned something in the spirit, the Holy Ghost. He said, John the Baptist, I can't even baptize you. What? Me? No, I won't do that. He said, No. So it becomes us to fulfill all righteousness. Once he says it, let's do it. And we found out actually that it was actually because John the Baptist was the last of the priests, his father Zachariah, the high priest. And according to the divine order, he needed to do that, fulfill that order. Now, there is an essential quality called humility which is the number one quality to be led by the spirit. Because being led by the spirit is an art you must learn. It's called obedience. Though he were a son, he learned to learn his obedience through the things he suffered. Though he was a son of God, he had to learn obedience. That statement in itself means that he humbled himself. Let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ, who though be in the form of God, and it would have been no robbery if he said he was God. Made of himself no reputation, he didn't give himself a name or title. The Bible says that No one takes this honor upon himself except he that is called of God or Aaron. So Jesus Christ glorified on himself to be made an high priest. But he who said to him, thou art my son, he waited for the same person to say to him that you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So the Bible says that though he was a son, he learned the things, through the things he suffered. He learned obedience through the things he suffered. So which means he suffered some things, which means the things were rough. You see, it takes humility to stay under the orders of God. Because when things are hard, we all we, we know what to do. Master. You know what to do to, to see how far. <laughs> right? But to stay put. 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Abraham, it was 100 years. I think everybody thought this guy was going crazy. Noah. How many years did Noah take to build the ark? Who does that? Philippians 2.5 Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus who be in the form of God and taught it not robbery to be equal with God. What that English means is, if Jesus had said that he was God, it was no robbery, because he was actually God. He wasn't usurping authority. He was God. So if Jesus said, I'm God, he hadn't stolen anything from God. Clap. (laughs) Yet. But he made himself of no reputation. He didn't give himself a name and took upon him the form of a servant <laughs> now this is a humility and was made in the likeness of men now there's something i always explain i don't know but sometimes i say the same thing again and again and i just hope that one day somebody will hear it you see what he's talking about here he took the guise of a servant that's humility he took the form of a servant and Was made in the likeness of man. Do you get it? A god becoming a man. It's like we are changing into a goat. For a while. Let me explain something here. Let me explain something here. You see. Being found in fashion as a man. The word human. humus, Humility. They are all from the same root word. Humus, human, humility. Humanity, the purpose of humanity is humility. God gave us the body of our lowliness. He gave us this body. He took the dust and made man out of it. For a reason. God made you human intentionally. It was not a mistake. He gave us this body of lowliness for a reason. So, humanity is supposed to be humility. That was why in the condescension of Jesus, in the humility of Jesus, they have to bring all these things. He was a servant. He was made in the likeness of men, And being found in fashion as a man. You know they talk about it. You know you have to go and save these people and blah 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 blah. blah. Okay, how is it going to be? Well, you have to become a man. Blah blah. blah. They talk about those things. These. Before Jesus opened his eye, he was already a man. <laughs> you are not getting a picture. God of glory, are you getting a picture now? God of glory. So the Father and the Son discuss the incarnation. Oh, how are we going to do it? Oh, don't worry. We will do this. You ubiqu- be. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Before they finish the discussion, when Jesus blink, hey, he reduce into a man. Uh, <laughs> can you imagine? By the time you wake up, you have become like a tortoise <laughs> 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 or a lizard. What will you do? (laughs) Now there was a time that Paul had so much revelation that a man literally the man knew too much that God had to bring him back to remind him of his humanity. So God made sure there was a thorn in the flesh. This is so essential. Because without this humility, you can't learn obedience. You can't learn how to be led by the Spirit. The Spirit can't lead you. And you can't finish what God has started with you. Humility is so important that even somebody who had revelation knowledge, abundance of revelation, they still had to make sure he got humility. Which means the humility was more important than all the knowledge. Of course, we know that the downside of knowledge is knowledge profit. And so, the humility was just to be a check. But not just that. Humility is such an essential quality. I taught on one when I was on the fruit of the spirit on Monday, how the fruits of the spirit were. Teachability is the great element of humility. And humility actually has got to do with somebody who trembles at the word of God. Who's, that is it. He trembles at God's word. That is a prerequisite for obedience. You hear him. When you hear God's word, humbled himself and became obedient unto death. Now, he was obedient all the way to death. So, the Bible says he lent obedience. And here the Bible says he was obedience unto death, even to the death of the cross. Okay, then what happened? Wherefore, God also has highly exalted him and has given him a name which, and has given him a name which is above every name. Listen, there are still names. There are still names. God gave Abraham the name, big name. David, Paul, and there are still names. When I say Bill Gates, immediately you know what it means. That's a name, that's an icon. That's what it means. And God gave Jesus the highest name. When you say Jesus, everybody know? But it was the Holy Spirit who led him to the cross and to the glory. He learned obedience. Hallelujah. Let's read Luke 4-4. For, for. The Holy Ghost put something in Luke 4-4 for, for, and that's the same thing in Matthew 4-4. Could it be a coincidence? How can you have something in Matthew 4, 4 and have the same thing in Luke 4, 4? Now, and Jesus answered him saying, it is written, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Matthew 4, 4. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Okay Because this statement Was made in the context of Food, eating Many people think that He's just saying that Oh we should not just be eating too much But I find this statement the most important remedy for life in the Spirit and being led by the Spirit. I'll explain to you in a moment. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. He's not saying that don't eat too much. That's not what he's saying here. Or don't you like food too much? Man, you're not by bread alone. He is saying that once this your physical body needs food to be alive. Food is really Not all that keeps this body alive. He said it somewhere else. He says, life is more than food. And the body more than raiment or clothing. Today, medical science agrees that intermittent fasting is more important than any food you can eat. Intermittent fasting is more important than any food you can eat to correct any disease in this body. If you want to detox, you want to flash out things in your system, you are eating more. They say, take this. It's a detox. Just fast. But I don't miss the point. Now, everybody knows that the body lives on essential fats and essential protein called amino acids they say there are no essential carbohydrates so some people have even stopped carbs they do keto diet because there are no essential carbs but the point here is this We know that from your eyes, to your arteries, to your blood, to your skin, everything is food, nutrients, vitamins, everything in this is your body. Because you are taken from the ground and the plants and the animals will eat these minerals from the ground. And then you eat the plants and animals and you get it because this is your body, it's coming from there. So bread, food, is what sustains this body. But Jesus is saying that your life, brother, is not that. But your life must be lived by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. In other words, the summary of your life is all the words that God has spoken about you. Your health, It's not dependent on your dieting. It's dependent on whether you have found the word of health. Your prosperity is not dependent on whether you deal in oil and gas. It's dependent on the words Jesus said, spoke about prosperity to you specifically. The ones that came from his mouth. Now, he didn't say by every word which is written The words that were written came from his mouth anyway But there is still more in his mouth Which only the Holy Ghost That is why Rema, 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 Rema Hearing the voice of the Lord From the Holy Spirit it's what guarantees the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life. There is something God is saying or must say about your finance. You must live by everywhere that comes from the mouth of God. Your whole life has been spoken. Your whole life is in the words, in the volume of words God will speak. And you must live by every word he has spoken. Some of us, we are living by the words he spoke about our ministry but not the words he spoke about our finance. If you don't hear anything from God regarding your finance, you can never do well in finance. You will struggle until you have the word God said about your finance. God must give you a financial plan or he must tell you something. He must tell you something. He must say something about your health. He must say something. Dr. George was telling us how Reverend did all the 40 day fast and went and learned all the trick on church growth and everything, and nothing was working. And when he came and he was doing nothing, that's when the church started growing. Later, God just wanted him to rest. God said, I have my blueprint for church for you. Not the one you copy from somewhere. The way I want you to do it is different. There is just a word. Kenneth Hagan said, one word from God can change your life. And then you must live by every word that proceeds. so the Holy Spirit must be speaking to you. Unfortunately, do you know where we go to get a word from God? We go to a prophet. We are looking for the leading of the Holy Spirit and we are going to a prophet. Doesn't work that way. Now don't misunderstand me I'm a prophet I have a special grace and anointing To bless you But the Bible never said As many as are led by the prophet And Jesus was led by the prophet Into the wilderness To be tempted by the devil The devil will whip you and the prophet all together <laughs> Do you know that There was a particular year, there was one sermon I preached the whole year, everywhere I went, the Lord said preach it. And do you know what it was? The message was, what did the Lord tell you? Because many of us are pretending as if God never told us anything. We're asking questions, questions. What did the Lord tell you? When you were going to marry and went to you went to wait on the Lord, what did he tell you? When you were starting ministry and you went to see God's face, what did he tell you? The problem you are crying about, what did God say? Oh, God told me that everything will be alright. So why are you crying? It means what he's saying doesn't make sense. Oh, it's not correct. Know what people are saying. Know how it looked like. What did God say? Because man must live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So if you are supposed to listen to a thousand words from God, and you have heard only one, where's the rest of your life? The ninety nine. God must be speaking to you. I preach every day. I just finished a service. I didn't tell them I'm going to tell you the most important thing. No. I preached yesterday. I didn't tell them that. So you see, your treasure really is the word of God. Blessed is every man who doesn't in the counsel of the ungodly. Not stand a weight of sinners, or sit seat of scumful by his delights in the law of the Lord. And in his law doeth him a day, and he shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water. He brings forth his food in his season. His leaf also doth not wither; whatsoever he doeth, prosper. Can you imagine a man? They say, whatsoever. If we decides decide to sell charcoal right now, you'll be the rich to be the richest, the richest man. If you decide to sell water, the water everybody is selling. They say, whatsoever you do, I prosper. Prosperity is the creative ability of the word of God in you. You make your way prosperous. When the word begins to manifest what God said about you, when you put it into your spirit, hundredfold and hundredfold is not hundred percent hundred times of whatever God told you can you imagine a man wrote a book and sold 25 million copies Rick Warren, when God wants to bless you the same God who put the beauty the glory of a peacock on the feather Knows what to use to bless you. Nobody should tell you that unless you go into oil and gas, you're going to kill yourself. Some gas explosion, you're finished. Stay in your lane. Do what God wants you to do. He said, Whatsoever He doeth. Are we honored in this country? The chief Bola man is one of the richest men right now in this country. Bola. Bola. So it's not an issue of going to do Galamse before you can also get some money. Galamse the are trim. In fact, I've decided to join the... Say no to Bad. I've decided to join. And I'm, you all have to join. Then. When you're going to the market... Go with your basket or go with something or paper bag. Let's stop the polluting. I've joined. Them. And one of you should just start producing paper bags. Yeah, one of you should go and do it. One family, one, one factory, right? That's what we are doing, water getting <clears> here. <throat> Oyedipo says three hours every day, his phone is off. He is in God's presence. One of the busiest men in the world. One of the most effective men in the world. One of the greatest men in the world. He says, three hours every day, his phone is off. He is in God's presence. Because one word you live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's your life last monday and wednesday i was saying abby we are learning and learning and learning and learning and most of the things we are learning are still not true so you can learn and learn and learn and what if what we are learning is still false it's still zero or if it's still little it won't work but we are privileged to have the truth and it's coming from god's mouth he said my son this is it The Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth and the Holy Spirit wants to say something to you. Mike Maddock, He said three hours every day from 10 to 1 my phone is off. I'm in the secret place. You must find time every day or night where you are just quiet. I told you the greatest things in my life they happen When I'm just quiet in God's presence. You know why? What you have to say is not as important as what he has to say. So when you pray, make sure you are listening. Because what he has to say is more important than what you are saying. And there are things he will tell you. Jesus' mother, Mary, said, whatever he asks you to do. It may not make sense. Go and fill this water pot. What? Fetch. Give to the people. But you don't have to go to actual Mountains. But you need a quiet place where you are alone in God's presence. your life everywhere that proceeds from his mouth that's your life gloria that's your life every other thing else that is happening is not important it's not about the latest trend everybody's doing masters is so and so everybody's doing this no it's not It's not it it's about every word that is proceeding out of his mouth the bible actually says in mark that to him that hear more will be given The parable of Osawa is not a financial principle. It's talking about the ability to hear God's word. Your destiny is not dependent on circumstances. Swansea, Mavis, all of you, I want you to be encouraged. Mm-hmm. There's a race that I must run. There are victories to be won.
1: Give me power, every hour to
0: be true. There's a race that I must run. There are victories to be won. Give me power. Where do I get the energy from? Where will I get the energy from? What will I have? i get the money from. By faith, we understand that the whales were free by the word of God. And the things that are seen are not made of things we do appear. Money didn't come out of money.
1: There
0: are victories.
1: To be one keep me.
0: One. How did Mary know that Jesus was going to perform a miracle when he had never seen his son perform a miracle? How did he know he was going to perform a miracle in a wedding feast? In fact, Mary knew that Jesus was going to perform his first miracle, and he she knew that Jesus must perform the first miracle in the wedding feast and he knew the exact day how did she know the Holy Ghost told her the Bible says she always keeps the words in her heart the Lord had already spoken the Lord already told him told him those things in previous conversations with the Lord the Lord God Almighty the Holy Spirit have spoken to her brother. Right? Mary the incarnation happened in her womb so you can't take such a person for granted she had the capacity to carry the incarnation so that it was a spiritual thing manifesting physically the word became flesh in in her womb and such a woman is a Holy Ghost woman. So she knew, she knew, she knew. She was so sensitive to God. She knew she knew that the thing has to happen today. So went to Jesus, Charlie, do the thing now. Jesus said, Wait small, make you chill. Every woman here. In the name of Jesus, receive that spirit. Do you know what the Bible says? The wedding feast Jesus was invited, the but they say Mary was there. Jesus and his disciples were invited, but Mary, she was there. That's what the Bible says. She was there. You don't have to invite her. She was there. (laughs) Lift up your hands. We're going to invite the Holy Spirit. He must be Lord. He's not a beggar trying to knock at the door of your heart, open your. No, 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 no. He's Lord. And he must be Lord. And when he comes, he has to speak. Because that's your life. The word of God is not dependent on your circumstance. So, when God speaks a word, He doesn't need circumstances to be conducive for it. Heaven and earth itself will pass away. My word will not pass away. So, He doesn't need the heaven and earth. It was the word that created the heaven and the earth. So, when God speaks a word, the devil can create, usually, he creates a very contradictory situation. He say, so you, Your seed will be as the stars of heaven. Then they were barren. Then God was menopause. Then God was the man, the teen of the work self. Finish. But the deadness of Sarah's womb and the deadness of Abraham's body did not nullify the word of God. Ah. 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 Listen, all you need is the word of God. And God is going to be speaking to you. He said... I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. And he said, "Yes, I know, but you have not told me who shall be my heir." This Eliza is my heir, and God said, "Eliza, your slave will not be your heir, but one from your loins." Honey, your impossible situation will not remain impossible. I want you to be speaking to the Holy Ghost in tongues subtly you have not said anything about my health yet Lord, I want to hear something there was a time in my life I was so weak I was telling Dr. George, he had a similar experience and I was telling him my experience that I couldn't keep my energy level beyond five minutes it continued and I said okay Now I know my ministry is ended. Because I can't even talk for more than five minutes. Without gasping for breath. So I said, okay, I know what to do. I'll write. I'll go into writing because I can't preach anymore. I couldn't sustain my energy when speaking for more than five minutes. So I decided I was going to deal with this thing in prayer. So I made time with God. And I said, God, we're going to talk about this matter. I prayed, prayed, prayed for several hours. Because I heard Yongi Cho say that the devil was messing around with his children. And the wife said, hey, are you going to leave this thing to be like this? And he, he just went three hours straight on that matter in prayer to kill the devil at once. So I decided to go in God's presence. And I went flat like some five hours. I said, God, now let's talk. What are you saying about my situation? The Lord didn't say anything. After one week, the situation persisted. I went again, God, why are you doing this? Tell me something. I was quiet. Then I decided, okay, this matter is serious. We're going to handle it. well. I took time. I went to God. I said, we're going to deal with this. And the Lord said to me, I said, Lord, what's happening to me? He was quiet. I said, Lord, tell me something. He said, Man, I said, what do you want me to tell you? That you are very sick and you will die. Is that what you want me to tell you? I said, oh Lord, no, let's get serious. I not know what I want to hear, but tell me something. You know what's happening to me? Tell me something. He said, what do you want me to tell you? There's nothing to tell you. Only what I told you. So I said, what did you tell me? He said, by his stripes you were healed. This is Jesus talking to me. But sweetheart, if you can't get it out of the pages, he'll get it out for you. That word that he spoke settled it. So some of you, God is not going to tell you anything new But he's going to tell you what he told you already There's nothing as sacred as your destiny Nothing There is nothing as sacred As your destiny There's nothing, absolutely nothing As sacred As your destiny That's the only thing we can give out. You can take everything, but please don't take this from me. Lift up your right hand. We are coming into something. We are coming into something. We are coming into something. The Lord is taking you into your inheritance. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 It doesn't matter how much time has passed. Don't worry. Don't worry. 30 years waiting. 100 years. Nothing happened. Don't worry. A day before the Lord is like a thousand years. And a thousand like a day. He will do it. But he must speak it. He's speaking, but you must hear it. You must hear him. Laru Camaraha hasatarabara Barabara. Laru Hamaka Zakatura Marabara Barabara. Laru Makabara Bahu Sabataka Roba Just speak to the Lord. The Holy Ghost is my help. I give you another helper that he may be with you forever. He will lead you into all truth. He's leading me into all truth.
1: Do-do-do.
0: Do-do-do. 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 let him speak through you to 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 O brishonarabakaratarabati is on the road Love the Lord love the Lord love the Lord By every word proceed that proceeds out of his mouth, by every word that proceeds out of his mouth, by every word that proceeds out of his mouth. Thank you, Jesus. Ali farando brocostro shiparando robolostrondia Melvechi sobrali catoro masitone shaya yo yo Oli aramamosito loro mosshano
1: Yo
0: I see God change your clothes. I see Him put off the old garment. I see Him put a new garment on you. I see Him put off the old garment. The Lord is your Father. Lord, man shall not live by bread alone. By by every word, every word, every word, every word. In the name of Jesus. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. I want to show you something before we go. Let's start from verse 2. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness, to humble thee and to prove thee to know what was in thine heart, and whether thou wouldest keep his commandment or not. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna which thou knowest not. Neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee to know that man doth not live by bread alone, but by every word which proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord, doth man live. So this is where Jesus was quoting from. So this is the full verse. Man doesn't Man lives by every word that comes from God's mouth. That is what you live by. But he said, I spent 40 years to teach you this. That's what he's saying. I spent all these years in the wilderness just to teach you that man will live by the word that comes from the mouth. What has God been trying to teach you in all that you've been going through all these years? It's just one word. If you get it, it said, let's move on. I humbled it to know what it was in heart. And I fed you with manna which you don't know. And your fathers didn't know what it was. It was actually angels food. They didn't know what it was. It was angels food. They didn't know. You just wake up, this thing falls like flakes and it's on the ground, and you eat. And it has supernatural—I mean, angels. This is literal, this is what angels eat. God gave it to them. I don't know what food you are eating. I don't know what you what you are calling prosperity. I don't know what you. God says, you are talking about food. I'll give you something you don't know. Your fathers don't. Nobody knows. In fact, the meaning of the word manna is what is this? That's the meaning of it. They say manna. Manna. Manna means what is this? They didn't know what it was. Nobody knew what it was. But you eat it and you're not sick. You eat it and you can not die. You eat it. Your food is not swollen. You eat it. But the manna actually was just a shadow of the real bread. Not as your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread that came from heaven, that men will eat and not die. The manna was supposed to be what man was supposed to live by. Man was supposed to live by every word that comes from God. Man was supposed to be eating the word. That was why they went and put the manna into the Ark of Covenant where the tablets was. The manna was taken and placed into the Ark of Covenant where the commandments were. Which means that you are supposed to live by the word. This should be your food. The commandment was the Logos. The manna was the Rema. God's intention was that the Logos should become the Rema. it hallelujah there's a mystery about a mother say your father's didn't know it you don't know your father's didn't know it there's a food that nobody knows about a food to eat that nobody you don't know about a food to eat that nobody knows about they said is somebody giving food jesus said "No. my food is to do my father's will and to finish it So he was not getting the energy from regular food. He was getting the energy from the vision of his father's house. The zeal of his father's house.